the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha, your source for real estate market updates and strategies and answers to your real estate lending questions. Now, to provide you with insight and help you navigate the constantly changing world of real estate lending, here's your host, financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. Good afternoon, Bay Area. Happy Tuesday before Thanksgiving. I know everyone thinks this is the biggest shopping day of the season coming here on Friday, but I like to think it's actually today. Today is the last day that a lot of people are running around getting their last minute groceries pulled together for meals, getting themselves prepared for the incoming weekend. I hope that you and yours have planned a happy and safe holiday. I am Misha Dimitruk with Essex Mortgage, NMLS 694427. I have been in home lending since 1996. And I join you on a weekly basis because there is so much information that is just not shared in any format that I think makes it accessible to consumers so that they can really understand the options that they have out there. And there are so many options. It's it's almost dizzying, right, folks? For all of you who are out there who have looked at your financing options, who have tried to discover what abilities you have Sometimes it gets overwhelming, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here to help you sort of myth bust and move out of the weeds and into clearer paths to your success. If you have questions, if you need help with a scenario, if you're trying to structure a transaction and you're just not able to get to the price point or the financing that you need, please give me a call, 831-435-0385. You can email me, Misha, M-E-S-H-A, at EssexMortgage.com, or find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. For those of you who have been listening to the show for some time, we have gotten into the weekly challenges. Last week's weekly challenge was for the investor pool out there to learn about the flexible financing options that would give them the most purchase power. A lot of people call and say, What can I do? Is it all just the same 25% down, 30-year fixed, everybody has the same giddy-up, we're all tied to the same limitations? Is there a flexible option? And of course, the answer is yes. But oftentimes when you walk into your big box bank, they're not telling you about those options because A, they don't sell those options, and B, they don't know about those options. They haven't explored for their client's benefit. And that is definitely something for any of those clients out there who have worked with me, they know that I'm, I'm over here digging for opportunities and uh, oftentimes finding things that their realtors have never even heard of. So in that, uh, I had a great conversation with Jay over in Santa Cruz who had looked at a traditional conventional investment property purchase, 25% down on a 30-year fixed rate, uh, you know, wanting to know what 
what more could be done because they felt like they were really limited in their purchase power because of it. And, and that was true um, because of standard qualifications and his personal criteria. So I discussed with him the debt service loan. The debt service loan took all of the need of qualifying based on his own personal finances off the table. And we discussed how a debt service loan uses the appraisal and the appraiser to determine not only the market value of the property, but the market rent of the property. And as long as the rent, projected rent as determined by the appraiser, covers the expense of the property, there's no other qualification that comes into play. That debt to income restriction is automatically alleviated. Additionally, it's not the standard 25% down. There are options as low as 10% down. And the credit scores for most investment property standard conventional loans are 700, 720s. In a debt service loan, they have credit scores down into the low 600s. So it's giving people who are not fitting into that specific bubble of a conventional investment property purchase loan, tremendous flexibility and opportunity. This debt service option is going to give Jay a 15% down payment savings and increases purchase power by $300,000. It literally made the difference for him from going from a, the opportunity to maybe eke into a duplex in a neighborhood he didn't want to be to successfully capturing a triplex and being able to be confident that the property carries itself. And I know this is a concern that a lot of other potential investor buyers have discussed with me is, well, how do I know what the true expenses are and whether or not this is going to cover its own expenses? They're always looking for that huge monthly cash flow in order to put money into their bank account every month. And investing and owning investment properties is a beast of a different animal. And what I can say to that is, you need to understand how to successfully put yourself in a financial position with an investment property. It's not necessarily on the monthly cash flow. Now, I, people balk at this all the time and say, "What well, if it's not making money every single month, how is it making money? Well, your win in investment property ownership is really on paper. And through depreciation, the ability to write off expenses against the property, and, and other tax benefits that your CPA will be able to corroborate for me here. I know people have said, oh, I don't think, I don't know that my CPA would know this. Of course, your CPA knows this, folks. That's what they do. This is the big shift in mentality for people when they go from owning a primary residence to owning an investment property. That mental shift of how that's going to be successful for them and most advantageous is in the papers. It's not necessarily in how much cash you put in your pocket every single month because you realize that win once a year, truthfully, because you realize the expenses truly once a year when you itemize everything for your tax purposes, particularly in the first year. Uh, after the fact, you generally know what your expenses are aside from one-off repairs um, or any type of upgrades, but it's definitely something that is a mental shift for a lot of people. And when they realize that it is a different strategy in owning investment property than other types of investing and other types of real estate ownership, then they start to see how those flexible options really, really benefit them. So thank you, Jay, for that really fantastic opportunity to show you exactly 
what it is that we're talking about on this show. And Jay was the, the perfect candidate for this. Uh, he'd heard me talking about it, questioned whether or not it was something real, called and asked to explain more how that could benefit him. And we actually put it out there in black and white. So I'm very excited for, for that type of a situation. If you are in the similar boat, if you have been given a purchase price or a cap on where you can go with your real estate investing and you aren't capturing at that price or you're not finding the financing as flexible as you would like at that price, give me a call. Let me know what it is that you are trying to achieve and we will back our way into the structure of your goals and, and educating you on how you can achieve them without going down the one trick pony path. And that, my friends, is why I am here. So again, please let me know what is happening for you in the real estate market, because these are the calls that help trigger me to understand what's going on in the market and help me provide you, our listeners, with all of the support that you need in order to be successful. So I also had a conversation with a gentleman who had been buying or sought to purchase a primary residence. He had been a buyer shopping for the last two years. He has not successfully captured a property and was extremely defeated. We discussed the opportunity. He felt like he was missing, you know, getting into the real estate market and whether or not he had missed the boat and he was just never going to be able to get in. And so I discussed with him the opportunity of making an investment property purchase. If you can't get in on the primary aspect where you are in the marketplace that you are, then maybe look at a different market and as an investment property. And then you have your foot in the game. You have a tax write-off. You have expenses that you can manage within the property itself. And you have some appreciating asset that is working for you in this growing market. We had a Really fantastic conversation, lots of aha moments for him and Theodore in Menlo Park. I appreciate your call because Theodore is now in contract on a property out of state and could not be happier. He gets the chance to travel to his investment property once a year and is elated to see his investment grow. And that's really what he wanted to have in the first place was to have some opportunity to participate in the real estate boom and have a property that was going to be a tangible asset rather than just stocks and bonds and um, the intangible, so to speak. This show is for you. Again, the listeners, all of you out there who have called and texted, I really appreciate it because it, again, I, I'm, I'm receiving text messages as this show is taking place. So I, I have right here in front of me, a, a interruption text. Thank you, Tim. Tim is interrupting saying, he also looked at his expanded opportunities and discovered that he was being underserved by his current lender because they didn't know about what he was even asking them. So Tim sounds like he reached out to his lender, asked about a debt service loan, and they didn't even know what it was. So thank you, Tim, for pointing that out because, again, it is something that if you don't sell it, if you don't have that opportunity to provide your clients with the ability to have flexible financing, it's not something you're going to be versed in. And so you're not going to provide the best service to your clients. Uh, Tim, uh, I will give you a call here after the show. The most important piece when it comes to being a successful buyer in this market, and I talk with realtors every day, all day, it really comes down to 
knowing how to maximize your offer, knowing how to get yourself in the best position possible and being aware of what is happening in the immediate micro market that you are making your offers in. This is something that has made buying a very challenging process for people as they continue to say, I'm, but I'm looking for the deal. And then they miss out on the property that they would have loved to have owned because they weren't wanting to eke up to that next level of purchase price, or they couldn't because of the financing that was being offered to them. And that's why you understanding all of your options is going to be paramount to you having the best experience. You don't need to feel defeated as you shop for the property that fits your needs and financial situation best. You need to be empowered and you should, and you deserve to be supported with information and education so that you can make informed decisions that you feel good about and that you understand. Because if you understand what you're doing and you feel empowered by it, then you know where your limitations are and you're not asking someone at every turn, can I do this? Can I do this? Because you totally get it. So if you have found yourself on the buying field for far too long, you're waiting for the whistle to blow that says you have scored and you have not heard it. If you're exhausted by the process of not getting your offer accepted and need to make sure that you are putting out your strongest position and your best foot forward in order to capture those properties that you are seeking to purchase, please reach out to me. Let me know what your challenges have been. And we will take a look at what's the best avenue for you and how much flexibility you have in this fantastic market. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with Misha. We're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right. We are talking not turkey here today, folks, but real estate financing. I don't know if you can tell I'm hungry. I'm excited about Thanksgiving. It's my favorite eating holiday. Today's most important pre-approval conversation that we have every week, but I want to highlight a couple of things for you because pre-approval is so important to the purchasing process. And there are so many myths associated with it and so much resistance It's a lot of your personal information. Applying for a loan is your personal and private information. If you don't have the confidence that you're sharing that information with the right person, you are going to be less than forthcoming. You're going to feel uncomfortable. And you really need to have that level of communication with your loan officer just as much as you need to have that level of communication and trust with your realtor who's supporting your goals. So in formal pre-approval, We actually request your documentation. We validate your income. We pull your credit and we look at not just your scores, but your credit history and your credit information. In validating your information, we're we're validating your residential history. We're validating your identification. We're validating your income and employment history, not just how much money you make, but what about your income Where does it come from? Who has it come from? How have you earned it? How long have you been employed? Did you have any gaps in employment? When we talk about bringing in your documentation, we're looking at in conventional standard transactions, FHA, USDA, VA loans that require full documentation. We're talking about pay stubs and W-2s and federal tax returns and bank statements and any income documentation above and beyond that. We actually need to look at all of these things, but we need to take that deeper dive and make sure that we reach out to the employer if you're an employed person and verify that this is the income 
and look at not just current income received today, but if you earned bonus or overtime or commissions or any other type of income category that we understand the history of that. If you are earning income that is passive income, or, or do we know where that's coming from? Can we project that that's going to continue? Do you have rental income? Are we certain that that is exactly how it's calculated from your tax returns? There's a lot that goes into this and you being willing to provide all of these pieces of information is going to be imperative to you getting the firm answers that you need. Now, a lot of times people will say, you don't need to provide any information, just apply online, we'll pull your credit and a machine will tell you a nice fluffy number that you can head out shopping with. Now, I hear a lot from people who went through an online process, didn't have a human to guide them, and then discovered when they were in transaction, just getting into transaction, or maybe couldn't even get into transaction because their letter was not customized, didn't provide any information to the listing agent, and the listing agent said, I don't want to deal with this giant online conglomerate. I want a human who's going to manage this process for you. So they contact me and they say, Misha, I need help. I'm in a transaction and my loan is, is going sideways. Here are the issues. They said I qualified for this. And now they're saying, well, my income isn't as I said it was when I applied. There is the income that you bring home each month, each week, however you are paid. And then there is qualifying income. If you're not a mortgage expert, a mortgage professional, it is very unlikely that you understand what your eligible income is based on the mortgage lending rules and based on the variety of loan programs out there that allow you to look at your income and structure your loans differently. Don't anticipate that you are going to be an expert in this process. You should not need to be. You do, folks, need to work with one. And that is why I present to you continuously and every week, and I'm excited to do so, pre-approval, formal, fully underwritten pre-approval. Not just, here's what I say, you look at my credit, everybody's happy, write the letter. It is an in-depth process. It takes more than 15 minutes to complete that background information, but it might only take you 15 minutes to apply. So if you have the desire to own a property, if you have a question about what you would be eligible for, and you feel like you qualify, or you'd like to understand the path to your own qualification, where you need to be, what you need to achieve in order to be prepared, apply for a formal pre-approval. There is no cost associated with this. There is no judgment associated with this. It is truly how we help the community members understand what they can do and how they can get where they want to go. And it is the empowering part of the entire process because your information is unique. It's not the same as your neighbor or your brother or your uncle or your cousin. And even though you may speak about your goals with them and you may talk about financing with them, they may share with you what they got or what they ran into. It will not be exactly the same as what you will receive or be benefit to or the challenges that you might run up on. But there's no time that's too early to look at pre pre formal pre-approval. There is no time that's too early to structure or begin structuring your path to success. And so I encourage you, please go for your formal pre-approval. Feel empowered. It's the best gift you can give to yourself. We'll take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. Thanks, Bay Area, for being with us today. 
as many people who are monitoring the markets are seeing, we're hearing a lot of conversation about rates going up. And this is a lot how the media portrays pretty much everything. Look at what the media is wanting you to look at. That's what they're basically telling you. And so they're creating a lot of hysteria and a lot of stress that doesn't necessarily need to be there. Yes, mortgage rates have come up slightly, slightly, folks. If you compare this week's to last week's, the cost difference, you could still get the same rate, but the cost difference is marginal and broken out over a monthly basis. It would be almost not noticeable for a majority of people. In wondering if you have missed the opportunity to refinance and capture those amazing low rates, the answer is assuredly no. And I want to talk to you today about making sure that your financial structure meets your needs. That's what refinancing is really slated for, is the financing that you have in place meeting your financial needs and goals. Sometimes people realize that they got hung up on the interest rate. They didn't look at the fees, at the costs associated with refinancing. They didn't even notice. They didn't understand the difference between what was quoted to them as the rate and the APR. And so they didn't know that there were costs that were being built into the loan. They paid their um, application fee, non-refundable application fee, and got sucked in to a transaction where they are now overpaying for the same opportunity that they could have, or even better, with another agent somewhere else because of the tactics that were used and promoted. Hurry, rates are rising. You'll miss your opportunity. Now is the time. I only have until five o'clock today, or you won't have any ability. All of these things are what is said to motivate people in sales. And it's not a service to your clients. It's not a service to anyone but your pocket when you are relaying messages in those ways. It's very, very unlikely that there is any circumstance where if you didn't get locked in today, your transaction would just not happen, completely blow up. It might be a matter of monetary difference and usually not in the giant swing, but it's not the type of situation on a, a typical situation where you just wouldn't qualify if you didn't lock in your loan today, or you would somehow be jeopardizing yourself in a very, very bad way. So if you are looking at refinancing, if you haven't already refinanced and you have a mortgage on your property, you need to take a look at what would be the benefit of refinancing? Would you benefit from a lower monthly payment? What would you do with that money? It's better to come up with the plan and then execute the cash, but you also have to think through that process. So what would you do with that money? Would you better structure for retirement? Do you have college you have to save for, for your children? Or do you have upcoming family events that you need to save for? Do you have debt that you need to pay off? Uh, do you have deferred maintenance? Or do you just need to remodel, revitalize the property that you are living in? All of these things are available to you and all an opportunity for you to look at how your home that you pay very dearly for can support you in your goals. Even if you put yourself into forbearance over the last year and a half, you can still refinance and pay off that deferred balance on a no cash out refinance. You need to be three months current out of forbearance. After you've made your third payment, you can close. So don't wait to apply for that refinance until you have made that third payment. Get into the process, get yourself going, and once you provide that evidence of the third monthly payment being paid on time, then you can close quickly. Rates are still fantastically and historically low and opportunity is amazing. If a 30-year refinance doesn't do what it is that you need, 
you may want to look at the 40-year refinance if it's really just about your monthly manageability, which here's the kicker, folks. For most of us, it really is. How are you best managing your income for the benefit of your long-term goals? If you are paying less incrementally on your mortgage payment today to put that equity hidden away into the equity box of your home, but we're able to use that cash savings to grow money for yourself so you could retire sooner or maybe have more money in your retirement or just enjoy your life better down the road. All of these are available to you. Let's look at refinancing. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Mortgage Matters with Misha with financial services expert, Misha Dimitruk. All right, Bay Area, we're going to talk about your credit. Now, I said it out loud. I'm sure there are people driving in their cars right now who immediately thought, oh, credit, ouch. And this is something that I know is such a touchy subject for so many people and is very seldom a, a fluid conversation amongst friends and colleagues because it's not something that's readily shared and talked about. Everyone's not on the same playing field. Not everyone received the same education on how to deal with credit, how to manage debt, how to have a good credit score, or even that they believe in buying into the system. I hear from lots of people who say, well, I just don't want to have debt. I don't want to use credit. I don't want them to be part of my life. And then they want to buy a home, buy a car. And they realize that this whole time that they've been living their independent life, they actually have not been building towards the ability to achieve what they really wanted. And so right now we're going to talk about credit and how you can do the best for yourselves in having healthy credit habits. I advise my clients all the time, do not look at your credit or your weight every single day. Why? Because that number will change in every day, sometimes twice in a day. And watching the incremental shifts will make you stressed. But if you have healthy habits on both your finances and your diet, you will know that you are doing the right things. You won't need to check in on it as regularly because you will know you're taking all the right steps. And, and that's a very powerful position, right? Uh, you know, for those people who exercise regularly, they don't have to go to the doctor all the time and say, hey, doc, am I doing, am I doing well? How's my body fat index? Uh, you know, how's my weight doing today? Am I hydrated enough? Because they know they're doing all of the right things. They got educated on what they need to do to be in their best position possible. And then they execute on it on a routine basis. And the same thing is true when it comes to your credit. Having three open and active credit accounts, three open and active trade lines is going to provide you with the, the opportunity to get the best scores out there in the market. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can just have three credit cards and never spend on them. But it also doesn't mean that you need to go out and have retail therapy in order to get good credit. I advise clients who don't actively utilize debt to start by opening accounts and paying the expenses that they already address in cash every month. Pay your cell phone bill, pay your auto insurance, pay your gym membership, pay your electric or cable bill through those credit cards. If you have a car, pay for gas on your credit card. And before you buckle up your seatbelt and drive away, log into your online bank and send the cash to your credit card in order to make that payment. It is one extra step. I give you that. But it is a step that exercises your debt muscle. And debt is a muscle that can be powerful or it can be too weak to support you when you need it. And 
this is a show that wants to help you understand how to be in the strongest position possible. And that means having the strongest credit profile possible. Lots of people will tell me that they have taken to, uh, based on commercials that show up on TV, self-reported information where they allow one of the credit bureaus into their checking account that the bureau extracts who they pay on a regular basis and it generates a score based on the payments that they make routinely through their checking account. Now, this is a good starter point for people who don't have a big enough credit portfolio. But sometimes if you go from that position to trying to source your own loan online and applying online, that online system does not readily recognize that those types of debts are not ongoing necessarily. If your rent is included in there, it will be factored into your qualification and you may find that you have a diminished purchase opportunity because that electronic system isn't a human and doesn't recognize that that rent payment that shows up on your credit is not going to carry forward. That those cable bill and gym membership and those types of criteria that you've added to your credit report are not part of the routine qualification for a home loan and get backed out. So they give you lesser purchase power, lesser opportunity, but you think because you got that answer faster and you didn't have to talk to a human about what you're trying to do, that that might be easier. And I, I want to really encourage you folks, the people who work in these industries that deal with credit and finance, we do this on a day-to-day -day basis. We don't do this because we want to see what kind of silliness you're doing in your life. That's not how we look at any of these things. We look at how can we use what we have and what we know to allow this person who showed up in front of me and said, this is where I want to go. How do I get there? Give them that opportunity. Give them the guidance that they need. Credit is not taught anywhere. What you need to know about having the best credit scores, about how to have healthy credit habits, about how to get into the credit game in the first place. None of these things are talked about. Um, I've offered for years to share this with high school seniors and keep getting turned down. And the routine message that I get is parents do not want a stranger talking to their children about finances. It's a deeply personal conversation for some people, the concept of debt as a whole. But the concept of debt has shifted dramatically from generation to generation. And within even just the last few years, um, the qualification criteria used to be the maximum debt to income that was allowed was 33%. Now, all of the investors out there understand that people are carrying more debt because financing is more readily available, but they're making those payments. They're not as risky as they were viewed in years prior with having those monthly payments that they're making. It's giving people the ability to obtain the things that they want in their life while making a monthly payment. So for all of you who have purchased a phone in the last few years and are on a payment plan, you are financing that phone. You are already involved in the debt scenario and it's already wrapped up in what you pay on a monthly basis. You may not have recognized it that way, but it is the same concept that's going to get you into the next level of taking out personal debt that you actually manage yourself. This is why you get the points is if you play in the debt game, you need to learn how to play the game. What are the rules of the game and how do you play that game to the best success for you personally? If you need help with your personal credit, if you need credit repair options, if you need to build credit for the first time, or if you just need to understand 
how to get over the credit hump that you haven't been able to champion, give me a call. 831-435-0385. Email me, Misha, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. I am here to help you get to your best life possible, and that includes helping you understand your credit. We're going to take a break, and we will be back. It's Mortgage Matters with Misha. Once again, here's Misha Dimitruk. All right. At the top of the show, here we go. This week's challenge. Uh, Now, again, I just want to thank all of our listeners who participate in these challenges and share their information with me and their results. It is riveting to hear from you and learn what you have learned and how this is benefiting you. So thank you for your participation. We are coming into the biggest shopping season of the year where most people are leveraging credit in order to make purchases, whether it's for a short term to gain rewards or whether it's long term to just get through it. So this week's challenge is going to be about credit. We want to look at, I encourage you and I challenge you to take a look at your actual credit scores. Now, I want you to learn your scores from the actual bureaus, not from other additional apps out there. There are plenty of credit monitoring systems that are not the three bureaus, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Those are the three bureaus. If you have a major credit card, you are likely able to pull up what the bureaus promote as your credit score somewhat through your credit card. Your credit card might say, this is based on your TransUnion score. It might have a little bit of a difference in it um, when it comes to the actual score from the bureau in a mortgage capacity because mortgage reviews your credit credit history differently than say consumer credit for an auto loan or a credit card. But there definitely are sites out there that are promoting credit scores that the number is just way higher than what the actual bureaus are. Now the bureaus don't relay what their secret recipe for how they come to your credit score are. So anyone out there who is not Equifax, Experian and TransUnion that's promoting credit scores is guessing. And they're guessing, I'm sure, based on some educated information and some pieces of information about your credit profile that are valid but you want to know from the horse's mouth, so to speak. So I want you to take a look at your credit scores. I want you to understand the balance owed versus the balance available. We want to understand where you're at as far as your credit utilization, percentage of utilization. If you get to a place where you are over 49% on any one card's available balance, even if it's a short period of time, If you looked at your credit on that day, and that was the day that that information was reported to the bureaus, your credit score will come down. As soon as you hit that 49% and crest it to 50, your score just plummets, even if it's in temporary fashion. Even if you pay it off what you think is on a monthly basis, that doesn't correlate to the day that it's sent to the bureaus. And we want to make sure that you are in your best possible credit position at all times. We want to understand your rewards. Folks, There are thousands of dollars out there in rewards money that you may have been banking for year over year and haven't actually utilized. Have you used your rewards? Do you know the benefits that your credit cards bring to you? And then lastly, we're looking at the concept of, have you looked at your credit report? Every year you have the ability to actually look at the details that are in your credit report through annualcreditreport.com. It's not going to pull scores. It's not going to cost you anything. By law, you are allowed to review your credit profile information as reported by the bureaus, again, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, once a year without any credit ding. Please take a look at that credit. Understand 
what's on that report and help yourselves avoid any type of situation where things sit on your report but you don't know about that could be dragging your scores down. I hope everyone has a fantastic and safe and happy Thanksgiving. I look forward to being with you again next week. If in the meanwhile, you need support for your real estate financing goals, please give me a call, 831-435-0385. Email me, Misha, M-E-S-H-A at EssexMortgage.com. You can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn. This show does re-air Sundays at 3 p.m. If you need to listen to it again to gather information, but if you want customized information to your specific set of circumstances, pick up the phone and send me a message. Give me a call and let me know how I can be of support to you. I wish you all a happy and safe holiday season and I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.